0: up through the stony ground
1: Oh my gosh, hey, it is wonderful to see you guys. Um, This church has been open for 15 years today, which is a remarkable thing. Um, This church should have closed a long time ago, everybody told us that. Um, We are going to spend this morning celebrating celebrating what God has done at this church, and we want to talk about it in that way. We want to talk about what God has done here over the past 15 years, 15 years ago today, Give or take. I was leading worship at Legend on our first Sunday, which is a good sign of how, like, how rough things were when we started because I was singing that morning. The night before, because again, this is what Legend does, the night before, Joel and Justin had decided that we needed communion tables. I would have just used the folding tables at the rec center that we were meeting at, but they decided to make tables. So they took like eight pieces of wood, eight like one by sixes, And screwed them together with just like railroad ties or yard timbers underneath them. No support, whatever. After, yeah, yeah. After they distressed them. So they built the most rickety tables you've ever seen in your life. And then at like 10 o'clock at night, the night before we're supposed to open this church, they stood outside with the chains and just hit these boards to make them look cool. Like this was still when like hipsters were making everything out of pallet wood. And so we were going for that. So that Sunday morning, I am leading worship. I'm playing guitar. Um, a bunch of kids from my youth ministry from where I've been before were on stage. Corey Ryan was on stage that morning with us still. Casey was in the back still. I'm trying to I think that's it for who was still here. Um, we started playing. No, Todd, you weren't there, were you? Zach Johnson played drums that day. Yeah. Um, so I'm playing guitar and the room feels weird. Normally when I sing, the room feels weird, so that's part of it. I stop, I, my eyes are closed because I don't want to see people's faces when they hear me sing and I look up and one of these community tables has absolutely caught on fire <laughs> and I'm trying to leave worship and Joel's over there smacking it trying to put the fire out and I stopped right there I said, Jesus, I quit a really good job to come do this and I'm going to be unemployed in three months. (laughs) There's no way that this is going to survive. I quit. I had a pension. I had a retirement. I quit my job to come do this, and we are 15 minutes into our first service, and things are on fire. Um, Fifteen years later, we're still here. Um, Jesus is faithful um, where we are faithless. Jesus is able where we are not. Jesus is powerful where we've been weak. Jesus is strategic where we've been haphazard. Um, And... uh, Jesus provides in places where we don't have anything. And so this morning, we should only be thanking God for what he's done for us as a community. Um, My life is better because all y'all are here. Um, Everybody that comes to this church, you've been part of raising my kids. Um, You've been part of helping my marriage survive. Um, You've been part of helping your neighbors find places to plug in and be at home. Um, Man, it's just 15 years of goodness and life. And beauty, and I'm just man. I'm so I'm so excited about that, and I don't I don't feel like I've got the right way to say it. But we're gonna start with our praise and worship. We're gonna start by telling God thank you. We're gonna start by telling God about the things that He did and what we're thankful for, and then um, Justin and I are just gonna ramble after that. So um, thank you for being here. Let me um, let me pray. Join me, and then we'll go to God and worship. Lord, I can't I can't count fifteen years. There is no before time. Lord, the constant now, the constant, your constant presence with this church, your constant encouragement, your constant support and love, Lord. This church is what it is because of you. And Lord, do we just we don't have the words to be thankful enough. Lord, for all the places where we lacked wisdom, for all the places where where we needed more, for all the places, Father where we were scared, for the places where we were proud, you infiltrated all of them and, Lord, took all of our dreams and made them so much better. Lord, hear our songs this morning. These are songs for you because you are good and worthy of glory and praise. Lord, bring to mind all the cool things you've done here. Help us all be storytellers of your grace and your love and your mercy and the way that you protect and are with your church. It's in Jesus' name we pray.
2: Well, welcome this morning, if you guys could stand with us. We're going to sing a new song. Um, It's pretty simple, so you guys are going to be able to catch up and catch on to it. Um, I heard it in the middle of my sleep one time, and it was just like, on a. I fell asleep to some music, and I woke up, and I was like, literally out of a dead sleep, singing it, so it's like that easy to learn, so let's... Let's do it. He So this weekend, um, this past couple weeks, I read an article that, sorry, I can't talk with that on. I'm turning it off. Um, I read an article about bees and how the buzz of a bee is in the key of C, which I was like, OK, this is going to be awesome. Like, I need to read more what, about this. Who is studying what key a bee buzzes in? So, you know, naturally I kept reading and it was, it said um, that people that were struggling with PTSD or um, anxiety or um, any kind of ailment, they were testing it and putting people in front of these beehives and they were finding that the frequency of it was healing and it was rewiring their neural pathways to, um, to be better. And so I thought that was so cool at the end of it. It talked about how we are physics before we are biology, which I thought was so intriguing because we are energy before we are a cell, which is I mind blowing. I don't know if that's correct, so if you're like a scientist or whatever that is, like don't debate me on that. I just, just let me have my moment because I thought it was really <laughs> awesome. Um, so anyway, um, so with that said, um, we are gonna take the next couple minutes to meditate. I know this is, I've never really seen it done, but I am so excited, you guys. I, we're going to just take a moment to focus on God. No one's going to do anything. I'm literally going to push a button on this key, on the keyboard, and it's just, we're going to hear the resonance of, it happens to be key of C, just because the next song is in key of C, now that I think it's magical or anything, but we're just going to tap into, like, just, we're just going to see, we're going to talk with God. We're going to open up, in ourselves, you're not going to be talking around. It's just going to be talking with God. Whatever you need to hash out with him. If it's you're angry with him, if it's you're just, you're heavy, you have just burdens that are just too big to even, this is going to be the moment to really just focus on that. So no one's going to be playing. No one's going to be focusing on this, we're singing the right words. No one's going to be doing anything. It's just going to literally be a moment just to have the Lord. Um, and so I picture it like this. Don't be afraid to lay it down this morning. So if you can picture someone holding a whole bunch of stuff, trying to go give somebody a hug, and it's not going to be very effective. So drop it, drop it all, lay it down, and just embrace the Lord this morning. Um, So we're going to close our eyes, um, and I'm going to read these two verses that I feel like came to my mind. Um, I know I'm struggling with a lot of heaviness, um, and I know some people that I've talked to that are also struggling with their own types of things, and everyone just carries so much that we don't even know about. So I'm going to read this verse. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, Matthew 11:28. 28. And then also cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you, um, 1 Peter 5:7. So I'm going to lead, I will be playing, I will be pushing the button, and then I will lead with some singing that might direct your thoughts while we are meditating. So let's turn it up. Everyone take a deep breath in and breathe it out. that he Wave with me (laughs) that made my heart so happy. Um, God is so good and He's so for you. Um, We're gonna go into this next song called Made New, and it's just a reminder that we are made new in Him, and the things that we have just laid down, we can embrace and we can call it our own. So the things that you have put down, we are going to receive what he has for us, so let's do it. It is faster, so. (laughs) some goodness and your love that you gave to us. Thank you so much for who you are. Go ahead and um, say hi to your neighbor and talk about the most important thing today, Monty's deck. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ow. Jesus gonna be here. He's gonna be here soon. He's gonna cover us up with leaves and a blanket from the moon with a promise and a vow. And a lullaby for my brow Jesus gonna be here He's gonna be here soon I'm not gonna do nothing I don't have to shout Got me no reason And I got no doubt I'm going to get myself on the from this model, call of what Jesus going to be here, going to be here soon. i going to watch the horizon for a brand new Ford. I can hear him rolling on down the lane, saying, Hollywood, be thy name. Jesus going to be here, going to be here soon. Got to keep myself faithful. Here soon. Jesus gonna be here.
4: Creative.
1: Bye bye. Is that on? Oh, I don't know. Um,
4: Yeah, we used to be so creative with videos and stuff, and we don't do that anymore. Really bad.
1: (laughs) It's wild that right now this is the best look I've had in 15 years. Like oh, every, yeah. every hairstyle and beard style Well I had the and soul, fares, patch, the and soul I kept, patch And I kept
4: that rolling for a long time
1: Until that bull dude bullied you off of it It's true <laughs> um, So
4: if you, this is your first time experiencing legend um, Sorry uh, <laughs> Although we would say that anyway yeah,
1: in general, yes.
4: Uh, sorry uh, But it's, it's 15 years man um, 15 years. And They told us that we couldn't do it
1: uh, man, And we barely did In preparation for today I went and looked up the church planner's assessments and what they specifically said about me and Justin and I couldn't bring I wanted to see those nope I I got so what did they
4: say I Um, forgot I know that we suck but yeah
1: they said that we weren't very good preachers fine (laughs) they said that we weren't we weren't very organized which is fair Um, true they said that Kim and Kristen were amazing Um, they said that we should probably get mentors and then the guy that they told us to
4: talk about that guy.
1: the guy they told us to get a mentor, I did, and I went and hung out with him. And the first thing, the third time he met with me, he told me I was no longer worth his time, that I was never going to be a pastor, and that he didn't want to meet with me anymore. And so, uh, so I couldn't bring those clips. I was going to bring. I don't want to clip. talk about
4: this anymore. I know. Let's, I mean, let's I mean, talk about happy it, things. It made me
1: so angry. I almost sent them an email like, "We're still open."
4: Yeah, right. Oh, I want to send that email all the time. Uh, so before we get started, though, I do want to plug tonight yeah. uh, at 6 o'clock. It's free barbecue, tons of food, tons of drinks. Yep. It is just our celebration party we do every year. We also do the annual leggies. I brought a leggy as an example. It's a golden GI Joe leg that's glued to a wooden spindle that I cut and don't sand. The, spindle, um,
1: the spindles are new this year. But it is. That's fancy.
4: <laughs> um, but I do want... To give the first leggy, because this is what they wore, to my friend Jason. I put a little extra on it. Um, we give out leggies every year to people who are just did something awesome this year. Not everyone gets one, and you have to show up to find out <laughs> if you do or not. Um, but, uh, A, I love Jason more than anything. But you get one this year, especially because uh, we have someone in our church, uh, Elsie, who, uh, man, she's in a home, and she's 100% by herself now, like uh, all alone, not even like she was kind of alone, isolated in her community, but now she has nothing, um, and I try to visit as much as possible. Jason goes every week, multiple times, to sit with her, uh, and it's the best example of a pastor I could ever think of, and this is why I look up thanks, to you, man. this is why I love you, and this is, I put an extra thing on it, because you get the um, ride-or-die leggy oh. this year, because well, thanks, uh, you are my ride-or-die cool. guy. Anyways. I,
1: uh... Thank you. That's gracious. Um, that's how leggies are. If you want that, you've
4: got to show up tonight. Um, because if you don't show up, then I just give yours to someone else.
1: <laughs> um, it's true. Part of the benefit of going to visit Elsie every week is I am king of that retirement home right now. <laughs> I am, like, I rule that place with an iron fist. The other day I walked in and she was asleep. And I sat and talked to the other old folks for like a good half hour before I woke her up. It's awesome. I mean, it's, it's a trying place. but I man, she's... One of the things I've always loved about this church, for those of you who are new or haven't, have only been here for the last couple of years,
4: she's a part of
1: this story. Yeah, when we were at the Rec Center in Oakley by the old Bigs, it's sort of being remodeled right now, and um, when the when the housing market collapsed in 2008, when the world sort of went crazy. Um, churches stopped sending vans to pick up elderly folks that couldn't drive to come to their churches. But they
4: did send them tithing checks They sent still. them their
1: tithing reminders, but they didn't send the van to pick them up anymore. And so we inherited, there was a, there was a, a living place there called Cambridge Arms. Um, we inherited five or six folks who couldn't go to church anymore because they could walk to our church. Fred, and say,
4: we don't like it, but uh, it's the only thing we can do.
1: Fred is the only one who stuck it out. Fred's still here. <laughs> Um, ask Fred why the Bengals are good. Um, but, um, but, man, Elsie, um, Elsie came. Elsie walked every Sunday. The first Sunday she was there, she told me I needed a new job in the middle of my sermon that Sunday morning. And um, she has been the most, like, it's so cool. It's been so cool to watch. She's, I mean, she's got a wild life story. but I mean, she has grown so much and allowed God's spirit to change her so much. Not because of me. I mean, if it's because, anyway, it's because of Justin. Um, but uh, she, um, she's what the church should want. She's what we should be looking to for growth and for change. And uh, man, it's a long way to go for her. She still says, now she's got like there's no hinges anymore. She can just say whatever she wants, and she does all the time. But um, it's just she was such a blessing to this church for so long because she was like an in person reminder that God's never done doing something. That God's never done changing and working with somebody, and um, and man, every day, every time I get to hang out with her, I get a good reminder that uh, my world is just a fleeting moment. Like she grew up in World War II Germany, right? She's think of all the things that she's seen and changed over that time, and so she gives me a good sense of longevity. So um, she remembers you all. She asks all the time if anybody asks about her. I say yes all the time, um, and uh, so she she still, still thinks about you guys a lot.
4: Um, so this video, yeah. uh, I what I loved about it was, A, how old I look now compared to them. <laughs> Although my wife would say I've only gotten more handsome because I looked dumb back then. She like, you looked like look dumb back then. Um, and uh, she's like, you were like rubbery and dumb. Uh, and <laughs> is that a thing? Um, and, Please but, don't ever
1: describe me that way. <laughs> uh,
4: so w- one of my things with this whole entire adventure is that uh, and I don't know if you would say the same thing but like I would say that those those assessments were probably right Get on. that we de- we are <laughs> We did nothing, and I don't know why, but like God did something. Yeah. But, um, but one of my uh, thoughts is when I was thinking this morning, I was like, okay, why, why did we ever do this? Because yesterday I was talking to a woman, and she was like, people always ask, what do you do? And I always, I have a very specific answer. <laughs> I have, oh, I have two jobs. And so first I start talking about my illustration job, because everyone thinks that's fun. And then I go into that for a really long time, hoping they'll forget to ask, oh, what's your other job? <laughs> Most of the time they do. And I'm like, I'm just not even going to, but sometimes they don't. But so then they say, What are what's your other job? And I'm like, well, I'm a pastor of a church. And then you have to say we start because it was a switch one, you're like, we started it, which is such a weird thing to say that we started yeah. a church. Um and so, people think
1: cult. Right. When you say you started your own church, and so here's they the
4: difference, cult. I think, with what we did, or what I and I'm pretty sure it's going through your mind too, but what goes through my mind was that I never thought I had arrived and I knew. And I was there, and I'm now going to bring other people into that. <laughs> I never thought that. I still don't. I still don't. Uh, but what I love about this video, and what I've about what we've experienced, that oh, I was on this journey to figure out what I am, what I'm doing, what does this whole thing mean, what is church? I knew that that was part was important, but all the other stuff I didn't care about. Uh, and it's been awesome to see like that, Justin. I probably would be super annoyed by right now, <laughs> um, but I love to see the that I've gone. We've all gone through just a journey together. This yeah. has just been a journey. Yeah. To be where we're at, which is cool, not this like m- movement that we and we're so good that I, we. Would start. Man,
1: I, I was thinking the other day about the church planters' assessments and those kind of things, and what we went through with that. And one of the things that it, re- it reminded me of two things I think that line up with that is that one, what we learned is that um, we weren't going to be able to rely on anybody else. That what that God had called us to be us, and then called our church to be our church. So. We weren't going to look like any of the, the mega churches that they wanted to plant. And we said that up front. And we're not good enough to do it. Like if you go, go to the, the other huge churches, the amount of things that they do, like the planning and the execute, those kind of things, I was like, man, we're never going to be able to rely on other folks to give us, like what I was asking for was money. When we started, we didn't have any. Um, uh, Jared, who does our finances, would come to every meeting with a spreadsheet projecting out 12 months. And if things were really good, the 12th month was in the red. And then the red moved towards the month we were in, depending on how good or bad it I had to were.
4: ask him to stop using color. I was like, red is really <laughs> scary. Um, I don't like it.
1: <laughs> but so it's we went to ask story. for money. And what I learned was, man, we can't rely on anybody else. Nobody else is going to get what we're trying to do, um, which is really scary. Like I, I,
4: I, which the only thing we were trying to do was like, hey, this is church. Let's church. just try to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, so a quick history is, Jason and I got together a long time ago in 2007. We met before that. And we were like, hey, let's do this church thing. And then we tried to do it the way that everyone told us to go to the assessments, do the things, and they all told us that we suck and that we can't do it. But we're like, well, we already started, man, we yeah, gotta keep going. We're just too dumb to take um, advice. And people have stuck with us since then.
1: Well, so that was the second thing that I lost from that, as I can't rely on other people to do this outside of our division that, that I think God has called this church to be. And then the other thing is that I can't rely on us either. Because the thing is we read the church planner's assessment. They're dead right. Like, they weren't wrong about us. And my annoyance isn't, my annoyance wasn't in the fact that they were critical of me and Justin, because that's fair. My annoyance was always that they didn't have faith that God could do something. So it was. And, and we they, used, were mean. they were mean. <laughs> direct. Um, but one of the things that they said to us is you'll only be able to attract upper middle class white people with master's degrees and below, because that's where you guys are at. That's That's marketing, right? If you're in marketing or if you're in demographics, that makes a lot of sense. Which, man, that wisdom's fine, except that I believe a dead Jewish peasant sits victorious at the right hand of God. And so if I believe that Jesus can overcome death and raise, raised up to life, new life again, I don't think our demographics things matter. And so that, that church letter assessment taught me real quick, like, man, that I needed to be go asking God what to do. I need to be asking God for advice. I need to not be defaulting back to prior church stuff. Um, find wisdom where I can and then just believe that God was going to be there. And we just kept believing that God was going to be here. And, and we're things, still open. Kept,
4: things kept happening like the fire on the table. Like <laughs> all of our stuff got stolen. Uh, some of the video you saw was outside. That's because the building was locked. That happened. Joel called it McDonald's Day because when we were small enough, we were like, guys, let's just go to McDonald's and eat breakfast. Um, and that's Babe, what we would do.
1: I don't think you guys I don't think you guys know this. Um, um, I had prayed for Candace and Monty to come to our church for months, months. I stalked Candace and Monty. Monty's I, our worship guy. I forced my way into Monty's band, and I just hung around, and I prayed, and I prayed for them to come. We show up at the rec center one Sunday morning, and the doors are locked. And so I'm driving around Oakley with my pickup truck, pulling people's lawn chairs so we can have chairs outside. And that was the day that Candace and Monty showed up for the first time. and I, I, uh, That was in there. There were, they were yeah, there. I pulled up in my truck, and they're getting out of their cars. It's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Jesus, I asked for one thing, and today is going to be a disaster. Like that video, that picture of Kim Bunn sitting outside with, like, toddlers on a concrete patio. Bushes Gosh! were the barriers. <laughs>
4: just don't go past the bushes, kids. <laughs>
1: um, but I mean, it's just God was always faithful to his vision for us, it was never, I never had, my vision for this was always too small. God was always really faithful to what he wanted for this community and this church. And that's an amazing thing.
4: I found, you, you guys, actually, I would never let you read it because it's embarrassing. Uh, I found all these documents that we wrote. Like, you, you took a lot of notes. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, a lot of notes. I didn't take any. And, uh, and about every meeting we had, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And this is what it's going to look like. And I read it. I'm like, this is not what we did. None of you this would come is not the, what it looked like.
1: None of you would come to the church that we wanted to plant. Yeah, like I you, wouldn't you would, have gone. You wouldn't be here right I read, now.
4: Actually, but there was one thing that was funny that I was like, yeah, it's still funny, but I don't remember it. Is We, we had a slogan that we wanted to have Uh-oh. that said, um, you should come to church on Sunday because it beats the hell out of anything else you're going to do. <laughs> literally. <laughs> and I was like, that's eh, still kind of funny. We should do that. We right. never, I don't know why we didn't. It's but right. um, I. But, yeah, I'm reading through this and, like, this is not... And I couldn't, I would be, I wouldn't be here if that's who we were, but we just did what they told us, man. Like, yeah. man, just do these things. Yeah. Um, uh, man,
1: the whole time I was in seminary, I had to reintroduce legend every time I did like a, a speech or a presentation because everybody in my seminary was like, what is this? They let you lead this church? I'm like, lead's probably a strong word. Um, but like, it just, it's been really, it's, it's, what I've, what started for me about the third year, it started feeling like there were no more benchmarks. Like, I, I came out of an education background where there are benchmarks you're trying to get your students to hit all the time, right? And you can measure your effectiveness by your kids progressing benchmark to benchmark. And I tried to do the same thing with church. I still approach a lot of what I do as a teacher. Like, that's just my background. Um, about the third year, I remember sitting in the parking lot at Oakley on the verge of tears because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore, God. We're just making this up every Sunday. And now the doors aren't open. And I don't know what to do. Um, and it's been a really good lesson in that church, church gets wrapped up in trappings that don't matter a lot. Church gets baggage added onto it that, man, may be great. There was a guy that used to come here who was really mad that we had chairs. Um, First century church didn't have chairs. Why, why do we have to have chairs? Man, come on. Well, how are you going to sit? Um, but so, like, so some baggage is good. Some modern technology baggage is good. Um, that stuff? joke
4: still runs through. People say it all the time, well, it was a <laughs> Yeah. Hey, what's your favorite moment in legend history? Ooh. Favorite moment. I think I know yours, but...
1: Uh, so the one that comes to mind first, the one I'm the most proud of, the one I enjoyed, I used to be a regular at this bar in Pleasant Ridge. I knew you were going to say this one. Did you? I we used to be this, this regular at this bar in Pleasant Ridge. Me and Jared and then whoever would hang out with us sat at this bar corner Friday nights, and we spent a lot of money. Once Jared showed up with his itemized, like, Amex bill... It showed us exactly how much money we spent per year at this bar, and it was embarrassing. And um, so we're sitting there one day, and Easter Sunday, or St. Patrick's Day was going to be on a Sunday. And so I looked at this bartender, the bar owner, I said, can we have our worship services here on Sunday morning for St. Patrick's Day? He was like, no. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I said, I'll tell you what. If you'll let me come, I'll build a PA system so you don't have to rent one. I'll run sound for you all day. You just got to let us preach at 9 o'clock in the morning. Like, do our worship service at 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning. Your crowd doesn't get here until about 11. And he was like, all right, cool. And so we showed up at 5. It was like 22 degrees. And it was like the
4: Browns, like first week. Yeah, maybe I think there. first
1: week was there. Somebody else, too. Um, but we, we, we built this entire thing. It was so cold. We took all the money we were going to spend for rent, and we bought beers because they were selling $5 Guinnesses for St. Patrick's Day. So we bought 250 Guinnesses and just set them out with a business card. A bandit or rubber bandits. We them. were way
4: better at marketing than yeah. you know? <laughs> so we we'll would never think of it. And we
1: said you could have a free beer if you came to church. And so we ended up with this like crowd of legend people and then a crowd of like people from Pleasant Ridge who were drinking at 9 a.m. Um, <laughs> um, we decided I did my sermon on St. Patrick, which I really, I love that sermon. And then um, we played the songs. I tried to push Monty, like, let's do like Celtic versions of them. And Monty hates all folk music. And so that was a stretch. But then like, and it was so cold, and Monty's fingers wouldn't work, and Sarah's fingers wouldn't work, and then my friend KT, who had had too much to drink, just jumped on stage and started playing penny whistle, and um, it was just such a beautiful legend moment. Like, it was, we were in the neighborhood, we were there, and it, was, it just felt good to be out and sort of flexible, and then, then the wheels fell off that bus after, like, noon that day. Everybody drank too much, and it was out of control. I was still there at midnight, and I finally said, I'm dead. I'm too old for this. But
4: What was your least favorite? Where was the moment? Has there been a moment where you're like, I'm done, I can't? I can't. The pandemic.
1: The pandemic, really? The day the day yeah. that they shut down everything, I said, three weeks. I'll let you in on a th- secret. Faith is not my strong suit. Um, I'm cynical and anxious and worried. The day that they shut down, I said, there's no way these people are going to stick Online church. Which I was like,
4: I don't, why would you think that? I was like, everyone's still around. They're cool. They're actually more happy to not have to come somewhere on Sunday. (laughs) For
1: sure. Um, Kim and I went for a walk that first morning. We did online church and Oakley Pub and Grill was selling their like Bloody Mary mix for 10 bucks and I bought one and it's sitting off to the corner and I'm just staring at it the whole time. I'm like, man, I don't know how long we can do this. And then we did that. We did online church for months and months and months. (laughs)
4: Yeah, it wore out. Yeah, um, I do miss doing videos and stuff. Uh, but this takes me to what we should talk about before we have to end everything is uh, the future. Oh man. The future of Ledgering community. People ask us all the time, like, "What's your five-year goal?" Someone just asked us that this week, yep. and I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> we have a five-day goal." Like, I think we we at that time we're like, "I think we know what we're going to talk about open, on Sunday."
1: Open and not in jail.
4: Yeah, this is the battle like, And we've never had it. We tried. That document was a, an attempt at a five-year goal, yep. and you're supposed to. This yep. is why we suck. But like, it just doesn't work. But we kind of like actually, there was a time in the beginning of this year, I met with someone, and they were like. Uh, I was talking about, like, oh, I'm kind of fearful for, like, what happens to this thing that has been built when we're old and done. Um, yep. And Jason was of the opinion, like, hey, man, sometimes things just die. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. And uh, But then this sort of thing with this, we kind of talked about it before, like this a building, right? Some people want to offer us a building, and we're sort of in talks with that. And that that puts a different spin on that. Like, oh, now we kind of have to think about if there's a permanent location. We've never been permanent, right? We've right. always been right. this sort of floaty thing. Um, like, what does that look like? What, is it, what does it mean? It's
1: such a great legend story. So if some of you have been here for a year. You heard us talk about a partnership with a local church here in the meat community that wants us to, to partner with and them. We did and,
4: not and pursue them. They aggressively space. pursued yeah. us.
1: They want us to aggressively use their space. We invited you all to come look at that space last December. <laughs> it's October, last December, but they're Presbyterian, so they move slow. Um, and so we invited, and then it, it it got stalled through a bunch of things, and I'm sure we'll tell you guys at some point as we're telling a long story. It's, it's beginning to tick back up again. They're beginning to have, they, they dealt with their stuff, and so now they're having conversations with us. And so what I can tell you, or I think what we can say, is that God is still doing something. Just like he was day one, just like he was when the table caught on fire, just like he was when our trailer got stolen, um, just like he was when that dude threatened to shoot somebody during a worship service. I <laughs> um, about that. Man, there's just so many things where God has been faithful, and that's still happening in our church. And so, man, if you'd forgotten all about those conversations, they're sort of ticking up again. We don't know what that means. There's no timeline yet. There's no like direction, um, but it's it's one of those places where I had a timeline of what I wanted to happen. And that was a bad timeline. Like God, God's timeline has always been better than my timeline a Legend. Every time I've wanted to do something, it's been bad. Every time I've waited for God to do something, it's been really good. And so it feels like we're starting another one of those sort of like God doing things motions where my job or our job, I think most importantly, is to, to wait and to see what God does and to see where God moves. Because it'll be better than if we had if we'd gone out and tried to like, there's a building for sale in Madisonville Right now, there's a church building. It's 4.5 acres. It's over on the bike trail. It's got ball fields. It's this little country church that just a neighborhood built up around. It's so cool. There's no way. If I had gone and started pursuing that through all the normal ways of real estate and those things, man, it would have fallen apart, and I would have been stressed and anxious. Um, But, man, with the way things are moving now, God is moving and opening doors gently and in a way that's good for not just Legend, but for everybody around. Yeah. And where we got cynical about it, God's smoothing that over. And where we thought we had enemies, God is like showing us, oh, look at this cool thing. And it's just, it's, it's the story of legend is that we're terrible.
4: I mean, like, I'm not that
1: bad. <laughs> you're not that bad. Um, but the, we're not church planters. Yeah. And that's the thing we learned early on. We're not doing this. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> um, because God's called me to start this church and no others. And God's called me to pastor this church and no others. And um, when we left the Rec Center, I remember standing up front and crying because it was the church my oldest kid got baptized at. It was the church where I watched marriages implode, it was a building where I watched marriages come together. Um, It was just this community is always in a place where life happens, but that's because we're able to step back and let God do what God needs to do. I don't have an agenda which is why we don't have a five-year plan, because it's, and it's God's mission. It's why I'm not worried about what happens when Justin and I retire. I was telling Krista Wilson today, 17 years. You'll today.
4: retire right before I do.
1: <laughs> if I hit the lottery tomorrow, you'll never talk to me again. Uh, um, I know. Um, I'm not worried about what happens next, because I know that God is faithful, and I know that God is worried about what happens next. And that's a lesson I've had to learn from you. That's you. That's not me. I'm a manager.
4: Um, that first church service, uh, we had like 120 people. We're like, what? This is awesome. The next week was nine. (laughs) It's like, we really did not put a good impression. Um, And I I think about that all the time. Like, just whatever movement has happened, um, there's a few things we've done right. I think one of it is you and I. We are right. Um, No one else can do what me and you have. That's right. Because we're the best. And I love you. Um, (laughs) We should hug. And... um, (laughs) I'm
1: really
4: uncomfortable right now. Uh, <laughs> every other pastor I talk to all the time feels alone and isolated yep. and by themselves. And I've never, ever, ever felt that. Yep. And we have been able to, and so the, the, we can end on this, but the, the, the part that um, where I had the most trouble was when we had like 70 people we had grown And then everyone, there was people meeting and having birthday parties and not inviting everyone. And everyone was real upset. Did you hear someone said a birthday party and wasn't even invited? I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I I wasn't even there either. And like, (laughs) but it was, I felt very stressed. And I felt, I mean, I remember praying for a long time, like, God, you got to do something about this. Maybe it's done. Like, people are angry. And God brought a bunch of new people. And then we were like, oh, there are some people who just come and not everyone's their best friends, yeah, and that's fine. That's and But just community and how it keeps on going, and I feel like with this whole whatever happens with the building down the street, like I think it's our next evolution of how community happens here and what we can do and where we're going, which is what our next sermon series is about. Yep. Segway. Um, so anyways, that's what we're going to be doing next. It's not always Jason and I just sitting here chatting. Um, do you want to talk about communion? Yeah. Sorry, Hey, I'm going to invite the
1: band to come down down and lead us in our time of communion. Um, We ran a little late today, and that happens sometimes because there's always more God stories to tell. So tonight, when you come and have barbecue and beer and wine and water and Coke and dessert and all the things, man, tell stories about what God's done because that's what we should be about is not us. We should be about God. We don't have a theological statement. We don't have a whiteboard you got to sign. We don't have a doctrinal statement. The thing we believe in is Jesus. The thing we believe in is Jesus is his resurrection from the dead and his conquering of sin and death. Whatever you believe about Jesus and the Bible and Christianity and all those things is awesome. We come together under the banner of Jesus crucified and Jesus resurrected. And so the band's going to play a song. As you, as you come down, come and remember a place where God has brought life, and brought energy, and brought motion where there wasn't any, come and remember a place where God has done more than you expected him to do. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your time, Lord, for your energy. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your vision. Thank you for your grace that is bigger than we could ever have hoped for. Meet us in the bread. Meet us in the proof that life conquers death. Meet us in the place where you are enough. We love you and we trust you. Amen. He loves- So stoked to eat dinner tonight and to tell stories. And to remember, so come, come eat. Steve from Artsville is doing the food, and he's a master chef. We're going to have the Bengals game on. We know it's late, so we're going to do that too. We're so excited to party with you tonight. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever amen. Happy birthday, church. You've done a nice job. We'll see you tonight.